When we're told something we don't want to hear or believe, it's our first knee-jerk reaction to disbelieve it or even deny it. And it's also natural to doubt or reject those things that are bringing hurt to us, that are causing immense pain emotionally. We enter into this defense mechanism or self-protection in stressful situations, keeping us from having to face something that's a brutal reality. Beautiful, what am I talking about? I'm talking about denial. And we're going to dive deep into that today on Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Hey, beautiful. Welcome to Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Have you discovered your husband's been having an affair? Do you just want the pain to stop and be able to take a deep breath again? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling how to save your marriage, heal from an affair? Do you wake up with the hope that this nightmare would end only to feel crushed and humiliated because your husband acts like the affair was really your fault and now you're left obsessing with where he is and if he's seeing her again? Hey, I'm Lisa. I too was devastated when I discovered my husband was having an affair. I too felt the pain would never end and wished he would just stop the affair and we could restore our marriage. I wanted the weight of the trauma to be lifted so I could breathe again and be able to have someone, anyone help me climb out of the dark miry pit of despair so I could begin to heal and be confident in me again. But I kept telling myself, he won't stop seeing her, must have been my fault and this pain, it'll never go away until I found hope and healing in Christ, along with simple techniques that helped me to learn how to recover from the betrayal. In this podcast, you'll discover what betrayal trauma really is, learn simple techniques to heal and recover, and get biblical guidance to help you make the right choices as you heal from the affair so you can be free from the heartbreak and the pain and rise in confidence once again to be the woman God created you to be. So beautiful, grab your favorite latte or a glass of wine, snuggle up on the couch and focus on yourself for a few minutes. Let's dive into what it really means to rise up from the ashes of betrayal and loss into a life that you really desire. Beautiful, welcome back to the show. You know, when we discover that our husbands have betrayed us, when we've discovered it either through self-discovery We've come across a text message. We have found emails or phone records. Maybe you've seen it on video. Maybe someone has told you about it. Uh, Maybe the person that they've had the affair with has reached out and contacted you. Or maybe you've discovered a pornography addiction through the history on their computer. Whatever the discovery it is, It's something that you don't want to face. You don't want to hear about it. You don't want to believe it. And we often deny in those early stages that it's really happening. We step back from it and go, this cannot be happening to me. Is this my reality? I I know I'm going to wake up from this bad dream, right? And it's only natural to you for you to feel that way. It's only natural to seek to doubt what is staring you in the face, to reject the things that are causing you emotional upheaval, that are causing severe trauma and pain to your body, to your mind, to your spirit. And we actually enter into our first form of self-protection. And this is a stage that you might feel as though 
you are actually dreaming. You know, you step back away from it and if you were to wake up, well, everything would go back to normal, be okay, and I could breathe again, right? Well, that's not the case. But you think it's a dream in this stage and you may also feel numb and quite disconnected from what is actually happening around you. Well, this defense mechanism is called denial. And denial may actually help reduce the effects of the trauma that you are experiencing due to your spouse's betrayal. Now, according to Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, denial is one of the very first stages of the five stages of grief that she addresses. And her partner, David Kessler, wrote about denial as well. He says, and I quote, it helps us to survive the loss. In this stage, the world becomes meaningless and overwhelming. Life makes no sense. Beautiful, I don't know about you, but boy, does that resonate with me. I know that when I was, you know, hit square between the eyeballs, right upside the head with that two by four of discovery, I really looked at it and said, how in the world is this happening? This can't be true. You know, my the room around me, I can remember it started to spin and it felt like everything was darkening, blackening out, so to speak. Felt like I had entered into this vortex of a black hole that was closing in on all sides. I felt like it was an out-of-body experience. It was something I had never, ever encountered before. I had suffered loss due to death. You know, I had lost my natural biological father, my grandmother, and then my mother-in-law, my mom, and then six weeks later, my dad passing away. And very tragically and traumatically right before my eyes, none of that compared to Discovery Day for me. Discovery Day of finding out that my husband had been having a two-plus-year affair with a younger woman, declaring his love for her, had really caused me to go into a level of shock and denial that I was not expecting because some major things that had happened in my life prior, I didn't react the same way to. Well, again, as Dr. as Dr. Kessler says, it helps us to survive the loss. And it it's like the world is overwhelming at this point and it makes no sense. Well, beautiful, it's common to move between denial and shock often during the beginning stages of betrayal trauma. Denial actually can coincide with shock. It, it usually follows it um, very easily, actually, because it's often hard for your brain to even start to comprehend or even grasp what is happening to you. It's trying to make sense of something that doesn't make sense to you. And often, the greater the shock and the surprise, well, the harder it is to grasp the reality of what's occurred. You know, I know that drip disclosure 
is a very hard shock to our system. That's where we find out about the little bits and pieces of the affair or the pornography addiction over a course of time. And with each dripping of truth, it's expounded upon. In other words, you find out more and more details that you were not expecting to have to find out about, right? So this can be an extreme shock to your nervous system. It can overload your entire immune system, your immune, your nervous system, um, your brain just completely hijacks in regards to the survival mode kicking in and shutting down the logical or the reasoning part of your brain. So your whole body and brain shuts down. It kind of doesn't work like it normally does. And you don't know how to act. You don't know what to do. And this is because your partner, your spouse has shattered your trust and they've broken their promises to you. And I know that many men and women for that matter, who have been betrayed when they are faced with this kind of reality, they struggle with it. They struggle with the reality that this is now their life. In our attempts and desires to make it all go away, we can fall into patterns that end up rejecting the reality of the betrayal. That is the denial stage. Beautiful. The reason why I want to share this with you today is denial is not a place that we want to get stuck in. Because if we end up falling into those patterns of rejecting our reality, we can't heal. We stay stuck in the trauma of the betrayal because we're not accepting, acknowledging, and facing the reality at hand. So during the denial stage, you, the betrayed partner, may begin to do things like minimizing or rationalizing the betrayal. You might say, well, it was just, you know, a one-time thing, or he has told me that it was just an emotional affair, so that's no big deal. At least it wasn't a full-blown sexual affair. Or maybe you start to rationalize it and you say, well, you know, I really nagged him a lot or I gained a lot of weight or, you know, I wasn't the wife that I really should have been. You start taking on the responsibility of the betrayal, thus rationalizing it, trying to deny the true impact that this has had on your life. Now, you may even try to convince yourself that what happened wasn't all that bad, or that the person, your husband, your wife who betrayed you, didn't really mean to hurt you. Well, I want to shed some truth on that. Whether it is through pornography use or whether it is through an affair, they know that they're hurting you. Let's just get raw and real. You know that I, I come to you in truth, and I, I don't um, walk on eggshells when it comes to literally speaking life into you, right? The truth is what sets us free. If they are, number one, a Christian, then they know that it's going to hurt you because they know it's morally wrong. Now, that's just the truth of the matter. It is sin, it is adultery, it is sexual fornication, and it is against God's will. And so they know that first and foremost, so they know it's going to hurt you. 
And, you know, if they're not thinking about that aspect of it, then they took vows to you. And knowing that you finding out about them sharing the emotional connection with someone else or even a full-blown sexual affair or using pornography, they know deep down inside that when you find out, it's going to hurt you. So when they say, well, I didn't know it was going to hurt you, beautiful, that's gaslighting. That's manipulation. And we need to really call it like it is because it is the truth, once again, that sets us free. So how can you recognize if you're in this phase? Now, you need to recognize it because that's the first part of moving into your healing from the betrayal. You've got to recognize what you're up against. So how do you recognize if you are in the denial phase? Well, many of us who have been betrayed struggle with the reality that this is our life, right? We kind of, in our own way, attempt to make it go away. We may try to shove it under the rug or keep ourselves very busy. I know for me, I became a workaholic. I started keeping myself busy, um, you know, trying to just stay ahead of the trauma. And that's a pattern of rejecting reality. It really is. You're kind of denying it. And this is not healthy. So let's talk first about if your betrayal was through virtual infidelity or pornography use. Maybe they were in a chat room. Maybe they were, you know, utilizing their phone or social media. Um, all of those modalities to engage in pornography. Um, or maybe it was an emotional affair. Let's talk about those two right now. Well, you may tell yourself that at least your spouse didn't actually have a full-blown sexual affair with a real person. That is minimizing, okay? Let's just back up a second and realize what you're doing. You are minimizing your situation because the reality is they've still betrayed you. They have given their affection, attention to someone else, whether it's through an emotional affair or through pornography, they've they have they have taken their attention elsewhere instead of their spouse. So that is betrayal. Now, you also may be dealing with what what's called premature optimism. Now, this could include acting like the betrayal really doesn't bother you. Okay, maybe your spouse came to you and said, look, I realize what I've done is wrong. I am so sorry. Let's go to counseling. Let's save this marriage. And all of this stuff is happening. So now you're looking at it and and saying, yes, let's just move forward. Let's save the marriage. You're all gung ho. And you're acting like it really doesn't bother you at the core. And you take any kind of tiny step that your spouse takes as proof that he or she has changed. Well, beautiful, I want you to understand something. Premature optimism can actually lead you to discover that they haven't had true heart transformation, but they are only managing their behavior. It's behavior modification. 
And you need to be very careful with that, especially in the beginning or over a long period of time, because you don't want your spouse manipulating you in the early stages so that they can get back into your good graces and, you know, kind of minimize the impact as they see it. Um, so that they can get back into a normalcy of life. Or maybe they're trying to minimize the impact because they don't want you to separate or file for divorce or whatever it is. But make sure that you don't have premature optimism. Make sure that you are looking at reality for what it is. Betrayal is betrayal. And betrayal is severe to a relationship. It can be so damaging that the relationship can't be repaired. But I do want you to know that betrayal doesn't have to be the end of your relationship. So another part of the premature optimism could be an instant forgiveness for their actions. Now that is where I went. Uh, I immediately, the day that I discovered his affair, it was like a knee-jerk reaction with me. And I immediately went into, I will forgive you, call her right now, in the affair, let's put ourselves into counseling, and you know, I'll forgive you and we'll move on. Well, beautiful, it was premature. (laughs) It really was. That was not where I was in my heart. It was just a knee-jerk reaction. And while optimism can indeed be a good thing and a helpful state of mind, well, prematurely being too optimistic can be a clear sign of denial for what you're actually facing or where you are in the situation. That's what it was for me. I was actually in a state of denial by offering forgiveness that that day, you know, by saying, I forgive you, let's move on. That was complete denial. So also, you may simply just want to shrug your shoulders and assume that there's nothing you can do about the betrayal. And this could include saying that it was, you know, the you found out that they betrayed you many years ago. I know some of my clients come to me and they have recently had their husband confess that, you know, I betrayed you 15 years ago or I betrayed you 20 years ago, whatever it was. And they find these things out and they say, well, that was in the past. And, you know, the only thing that I can do at this point is to move on and let it go. Well, this type of denial skips all of the steps of healing, and it actually can put you in a victim mindset because your subconscious is going to look back and say, my whole marriage was a facade. Was there anything real? And it's going to start to eat at you slowly like cancer does to a body. So if you deny it and don't work through it, it can actually be more harmful, even if the betrayal happened many, many years ago. Now, the most obvious form of denial is actual denial. And that's where you, you're you sitting there going, nope, this this isn't reality. This isn't happening to me. And you start to make all the excuses for them and you find alternate explanations for what is clear 
The truth is before your eyes. And everybody who is objected, who, who finds out about this, they have objective observers. They would be saying to you, no, honey, listen, this is real. But you're over there saying, nope, nope, it's not. And you're making all the excuses for your spouse. That is flat denial. And that can be a dangerous, slippery slope to get stuck there. Another is saying, well, I don't know. I don't want to know anymore. I don't want to know anymore. Like you literally put your hands over your ears. You close yourself off. You avoid the conversations about anything with the betrayal. Um, Even though there's clear signs of it, you just close yourself off and say, I don't want to know. I just don't want to know. Beautiful, you're in denial. And while denial in and of itself can have a negative connotation, right? I, You know, denial's not good, right? Well, I also want you to know it is actually a part of your healing process. It does serve a purpose. Remember I told you earlier, it actually is a safety mechanism early on that helps us when we have been completely overloaded with information, stimulation that has traumatized us. So it actually serves a purpose. It shows up and it protects us from all the painful emotions that we're experiencing, the overwhelm, the devastation, the shattering. And in the beginning, we need to space out what we can handle. So denial serves that purpose. But getting stuck here is going to leave you numb, absolutely numb. And it's going to cause a constant state of dull or intense pain, which is the exact emotion that you're trying to avoid. You don't want to become disassociated. You don't want to stay that way. You don't want to stay disengaged. You want to be able to have emotion, live life, enjoy things. Well, if you stay stuck in denial, you won't be able to. So how can we not get stuck there? I want to share a few little things with you that can help you. The key to not getting stuck in the denial phase is to begin to allow yourself to feel all the emotions that are coming at you. Now, I know that can be scary. I know some of you are saying, that doesn't feel good. I really don't want to go there. And whether the emotions feel good or bad, allowing yourself to feel is key. It's key to your healing process because emotions can get stuck in your body and they can actually cause dis-ease. They can cause you to get very ill physically, mentally, and emotionally. So you don't want to allow that to happen. So processing those emotions is crucial. And you may find yourself scared to go there because there's a lot of fear of opening the floodgates. And you may even feel like, well, if I open those floodgates of emotions, I'll never come out of it. Like I'll never make it back. And I know what that feels like. I felt like if I felt all the things that I I wouldn't be able to return. Like, what would happen to me, right? So it was a scary thing for me. And I realized I couldn't be that way anymore. I really had to make sure that I felt my emotions. 
Every emotion will eventually run its course if you allow it to. Emotions are created by God and they are for our good. And it is okay, beautiful, for you to be angry, to feel pain, and to hurt. I know it's not enjoyable and I know it doesn't feel good, but it is essential for your healing. And beautiful, some of you are in that denial stage right now. Some of you are really struggling with this. And I know that you're probably saying, I wish there was a way to begin healing from the devastation of his betrayal, to find out what is really happening to me, discover who I should even tell about his betrayal. I I need to find out how to ask questions that won't cause more trauma to me. And I really need to learn some simple things to help me begin healing in my mind, my body, and my soul. Well, beautiful, I want you to understand something. I know what it feels like to be where you are. I have had the unimaginable happen. To have my world completely blown apart by discovering that my husband had been having an affair with a younger woman for two years. I battled the thoughts and the images and the insecurities. I lacked trust and confidence, and I felt so lost, alone, and confused. Well, I want you to imagine for a moment that you have an affair recovery roadmap, and it gives you daily action steps that can help you release the trauma, that's due to the betrayal, and you gain biblical insight and wisdom for your healing journey. You learn what betrayal trauma really is. Um, you, you know now what safe people are and why you need them to journey with you, how to ask the right questions and learn how to stop you know, his blame game once and for all. Well, beautiful, that's why I created a fear recovery roadmap for you. This devastated to determined mini course where I teach you how to stop obsessing over his affair and finally heal yourself from this trauma and loss so that you can be confident in who you are again. In the mini course I created, you're going to be able to follow a simple training that will help you understand the trauma you're experiencing, give you proven techniques that can help you with the stress and overwhelm and help you rise up determined to recover from the devastation of his betrayal. In the course, you're going to walk away with hope, healing, and a biblically-based recovery plan that helps you begin your healing and regain your life. So beautiful, if you're finally ready for this, if you're ready for a simple and a fair recovery plan to get from a place of devastation to determination so that you can move past the shock and denial and you can move forward in your recovery, well, it's your time. I've created this new mini course for you, and it's called Devastated to Determined, How to Begin Healing from Betrayal Trauma. And since we're going into the holidays, I've discounted this course so you can have your lattes while you shop and still invest in your healing journey because you are important, beautiful. Now, the link to purchase is below in the show notes, and it is so discounted right now. So head to the link below, or you can go to beautybeyondbetrayal.org backslash resources. And then you'll finally be able to take control, begin healing from the pain, shame, and the devastation of his betrayal. Before we end the broadcast today, I want to give you some practical tips to get you started to move out of denial. Now, 
They're short and they're sweet, so hang on tight. Number one is to acknowledge your reality. Listen, beautiful, overcoming denial begins with awareness. You have to look at reality for what it is. Face it head on. Acknowledge that you've been betrayed, emotionally abused, gaslit, all of the things that your husband has actually either has a pornography addiction or he's had an affair with another woman. This is crucial for your healing. Number two, think about why you are refusing to accept the reality. You know, denial happens for a reason. It can be fear, fear of rejection, shame, guilt, disappointment. You're wondering about the criticism others may have or even judgment. And it can all lead you to stay in a state of denial. Understanding your reasons for denial can help you combat those feelings. You can also talk to your family members and friends, those who are safe, about your feelings. Let them know that coming to terms with the truth, it kind of scares you, it frightens you, or it even worries you. Let them know that you feel guilt, that you feel ashamed. Whatever the feelings are, share it with your safe people. Acknowledging this can help you, you know, get to the place of finally moving past denial and acknowledging this with your safe people can help them empathize with you and support you as you begin to accept your reality, which is number three, acceptance. Now you may need help with this one because this one's hard and this one takes a while. So that leads to number four. Talk with someone who you can trust so that you can use your voice. This means meeting with either a trauma-informed coach or a trauma-informed therapist. And this may seem unnerving at first, but talking to someone who is trauma-informed, who is non-judgmental, they can help you deal with the difficult situations and the challenging truths that you're faced with. A trauma-informed coach can help you to open up to realize your reasons for denial, and to finally accept the truth so that you can begin healing. They can also help you identify and change the thoughts that led to the denial in the first place. So meet with someone who you can trust as a trauma-informed therapist or coach. And number five, choose to heal. Beautiful, when you've been betrayed, it can feel like your whole world has ended. You might feel like you'll never be able to trust again, but it's possible to heal from betrayal trauma. You don't need to be fixed. You only need to heal. And it's worth the investment in your healing, not just for yourself, but for the people in your life who you impact. So choose yourself. Choose to heal and you won't ever regret it. So those are your five. Number one again is acknowledge your reality Number two, think about why you refuse to accept the reality. Number three, finally accept the reality. Come face to face with it. Number four, talk to someone you trust by using your voice. Meet with a trauma-informed coach or therapist. And number five, choose you. Choose to heal. So beautiful, I hope today's episode helped you. And if so, would you just take a moment and leave us a five-star review and tell us how Beauty Beyond Betrayal podcast has impacted your healing journey? And make sure to visit the links below. We've got our new program, Devastated to Determined. 
It's launching today, so make sure to take advantage of our holiday launch price specials. And beautiful, just know that I'm praying that you have a beautiful, peaceful, happy Thanksgiving. Be blessed. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. I hope you enjoyed today's show and found hope, healing, and encouragement. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. You can even screenshot this episode and share it on IG or Facebook stories. This is how we get the message of hope and healing out to all women who are in the midst of betrayal and loss. If you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and take the next step in your healing, make sure to reach out to me and schedule your breakthrough coaching call today. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, and always choose joy in the midst of any circumstance that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful.